life is not fair. Don't we learn that before we even enter school? Sometime, probably around the age three, is when you remember hearing those words. Life isn't fair. And yet, we say. And yet. We can't help but wish it was. This is where we find ourselves in the gospel lesson this morning. A young man coming to Jesus and saying to him, Tell my brother to invite the inheritance with me. To divide the inheritance among one's children was not an unheard of decision. But if no one made that decision, if the person who had the wealth hadn't clear, clearly stated how they wanted their inheritance divided, it all went to the oldest son. And it was up to the oldest son to determine how to use the wealth for the benefit of the family. This man wants life to be fair. And Jesus points out to him that such a desire will always be unsatisfied. It will always fall short. He tells them a parable. The parable emphasizes the unfairness of life. For here is a man who is in the production phase of life. He has produced much, and he is growing and becoming more and more through his efforts. He dies prematurely. That is unfair. And then what is to happen with the wealth that he has accrued? How can that be fairly distributed? Jesus is pointing out through this parable, attempting to bring good news to this young man, that life isn't fair, and that God provides for all that we need. Not too long ago, I was talking with a friend about giving, how it is that we do it in our own lives, how it is that we teach our children to be generous people, how it is that we practice being generous. She was sharing how in particular phases of life, think different things seem to be demanded and expected. She was in a phase of life where she was building. She recognized that. Building her career, building her family life, being married, having children, getting the house, getting the car. All of this was being built. And she had told herself that once she finished the building phase, she would start to be generous. Our conversation revealed her own thoughts in the reality that the building phase didn't seem to quite be over. Because although all those boxes had been checked, new developments had happened. The car didn't work any longer. The house wasn't in the right location or wasn't the right size. The kids had new needs. Life isn't fair. And as we seek to build our lives in relationship to some equation, we will always find that it falls short. Jesus is speaking to this very awareness of us as he's talking to this young man in the parable and saying, exactly, life isn't fair and it never will be. 
But when you are rich toward God, you will always have what you need. Not only will you always have what you need, but others will have what they need. My friend shared with me her own kind of internal conversation that indeed there were times when she was going to make a purchase and she thought, you know, I could use the same money to help someone else. Her illustration was going to Home Goods and buying a new duvet. And I said to her, please listen. Listen to what God is trying to tell you. God is inviting you into a richer life. A life that is not around possessions. A life that is not around boxes to be checked. A life that is not made rich because of what you've accomplished or achieved or acquired. God is inviting you something bigger, something better. Please listen, I said to her. I believe that God is talking to each of us all the time in this way, inviting us into reorienting our lives, enticing us with God's love. That's what God is doing, using God's very self to draw us closer, speaking to us in little things like a home goods visit or something else. But you know, I know you know, Listen to God's invitation to you. Risk going with God. We are challenged to consider how is it that God is inviting us to reorient our lives? How is God inviting us to reorient our living? So that through the very practices of our days, we grow in our relationship with God and discover in that very relationship the abundance that God has for us as a parent has for his child or even in the female imagery we see in the prophet's words this morning God pulling us close with us our head to her cheek God invites us into an abundant life but it requires that we practice putting our lives in God's hands, reorienting ourselves. This will require some type of change in our daily routine. If you don't already have a prayer practice on your morning or in your evening, if you don't have a time where you stop and invite God in to sit with you in your day, reflecting on your day, either as it's been completed or as it's yet to come, then I invite you to do that. If you don't already have a practice of going to the scriptures and just letting yourself sit in them, bathe in them, by reading them, allowing God to work in you through them, then I invite you to do that. God has more to offer us than all of our best efforts can ever bring to our awareness. That's why this gospel lesson is actually good news. This gospel is asking us to give up our ways and to place our trust and our very lives in God's hands in a daily practice, in daily practices, so that God can give us 
the freedom, the joy, the life that we long for. Amen.